It's been great this evening to sing carols together um, and to hear from the Bible about the, the first Christmas story. And what I want to do now is just spend some time helping us to think about the birth of Jesus and why the birth of Jesus is so exciting. Like, why do we do these carol services every year? Why do we sing these hymns and carols with amazing words in them? And why do we spend time thinking about the birth of Jesus? And um, kids, if you've got your activity bags, then you're more than welcome to get those out. If you haven't done so already, and parents, if you're with kids and you're thinking, actually, listen, they, they need another bag, we need some more chocolate, then you just pop your hand up in the air and one can be brought to you, I'm sure. Um, there are lots of really good carols. I don't know whether you have a favorite carol. One of my um, favorites is the carol that we actually just sang, Oh Holy Night. And my favorite line in that carol is the line that goes, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And I love that line in that carol because I think it tells us some amazing and incredible truths about what it means to be human, what, it is a, what it's like to be in the world today, um, what it's like to live in our world. I love the first line, which matches with our theme for this evening, the hope we need, the thrill of hope. Like, I think if you know one thing about feeling true hope is that hope is a thrilling experience to have. Um, we always get hope about different kinds of things. Whenever I think of hope, I always think of basically supporting um, England in just about any sports competition. So I was thinking of the lionesses in the summer. And it's incredible the way that a whole nation can get so into something. Like it starts off in the group stages and you've just got like the, the hardcore fans who are just watching through the group matches and like the preseason friendlies and stuff. And then by the end, you've got this great hope of like, are England about to win a first World Cup since 1966? And there's all of this incredible hope rising across the nation. And it's thrilling. It is a thrilling experience to have when you are hoping and willing for something to happen. But I don't just think it's something that is a, is a great experience to have. I don't think it's just something that we ought to look for. It's something that actually we need. Hope is like a necessity in our lives. If we are living our lives and we have not got hope in them of some kind, then our life is going to be pretty bleak. We've got a necessity for hope. And the reason I love the line, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices, is because it tells us about the hope that actually is available to all of us. I love the next bit where it says, the thrill of hope, and it says, a weary world. And I love that line because I'm just like, yeah, that just makes sense of how so many of us feel. We feel all kinds of weary and tired so much of the time. I think Christmas in that regard is one of the most ironic times of the year because it's a time when pretty much all of us will have at least some time off and we'll probably watch lots of great Christmas TV and we might have good Christmas food and we see friends and family and maybe we get to stay in bed a little bit longer in the mornings. And so there's lots of times and opportunities for rest and yet it's also one of the most exhausting times of the year at the same time. There's nothing quite like Christmas which just wears us out I'm a secondary school teacher, so I'm very blessed that I get a, a full two weeks off, which I know not everyone has, and I do absolutely take for granted. Um, and so thinking of people who I know who don't get the two weeks off of Christmas. But I know, right, that I get these two weeks off, and I know that I will head back into school early January, and I'll be speaking to colleagues, and either colleagues will say to me, or I will say to them, yeah, Christmas was really good, but... And then the classic joke, I feel like a whole, I need a whole other week off just to recover from Christmas, because we get so tired. But Christmas time besides, actually, there are all kinds of ways that we can feel weary in our world today. You know, physical 
tiredness. We just, for so many reasons, we can just never feel like we're quite getting enough sleep. We can always just feel a bit run down, a bit burnt out. We're always just looking for, when can I stop? When can I stop? Or like a mental weariness, just either feeling like I can't switch off from like either this just difficult situation which has gone in my life, or I can't switch off from my work, or I can't switch off from this thing that I've been fixating on in the news, etc. Or we might just feel like a mental weariness, like I feel like I just can't keep going. I just can't keep going through and facing all of these hurdles. Or an emotional weariness. We might just kind of feel a little bit numb. 2023 might have thrown up all kinds of trials or challenges that we we couldn't really see at the start of the year. And actually, we're just left feeling a little bit like, I don't know if I can keep going. Actually, the amazing thing, though, is that for all of us, whether we're feeling weary or or whether we're not, and if we're not, that's a a great place to be. But we know that weariness and tiredness and exhaustion is going to come mentally, physically, emotionally. But the amazing news is that we've got incredible hope. We can hope for true rest and peace. And it says it in that line. It says, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. We've got such opportunity to have joy at Christmas time. And the reason is because of the birth of Jesus Christ in a stable, as we were seeing that in that amazing video 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus, when he would grow up to become a man and would start teaching people about the way that he said God wanted them to live, he'd say some incredible lines, which are, in, in some circles might be well known. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Some incredible sentences, and I just want to pull out three questions which we can ask about those words on the screen. First of all, who is it who's saying them? What kind of rest is he offering us? And then how do we get that rest? So first of all, who is it who's saying them? Well, we know like it's Jesus. I, I just said that. Jesus is saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. But I think it's quite a staggering invitation to make. I think Jesus is showing us not that he is just a man or a great teacher or a friendly face if you were to meet him, But actually, he's showing us that he is God. He is divine. And the way we see this is because it it seems completely ridiculous if you insert any other person or thing into that sentence and imagine them saying it. So, right, let's take something which lots of us would look to for rest, potentially, like Netflix. Okay, can you imagine if Netflix came out in the new year and they'd got a new strap line for all of their services and it was, come to Netflix, all you who are weary and burdened, and you will find rest for your souls. I think we'd be a bit like, like, all right, Netflix, I think you need to settle down a little bit. Actually, it's an outrageous claim to make, saying that anyone who is weary and burdened, come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. Like, what a claim to make. Actually, Jesus is telling us that he's no ordinary man, that he is God. We sang it in Heart the Herald Angels, in Heart the Herald Angels sing, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. That when we're looking at Jesus, we're looking at at God, Emmanuel, God with us, dwelling among us so that we can know him. And then the next question is, well, what kind of rest does he offer us? Actually, I would believe that, sure, in Christianity, you can find good ways of getting a good night's sleep, maybe, or some kind of emotional rest or some kind of mental rest, perhaps. But actually, those are not the rest 
not, not the types of rest that Jesus has got in mind when he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. You know, the rest that actually he offers us is he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest for your soul. Actually, we see that the rest that Jesus offers us at Christmas and throughout all of the year is not primarily physical or primarily mental or primarily emotional, but it's a spiritual rest. It's a rest not just for our body, but for our soul. What an incredible rest. I would say actually behind all of our restlessness and our tiredness and our weariness and our inability to stop and our numbness is actually just a a weariness of our soul. It goes a lot deeper than just whether we get enough sleep or whether we have a good holiday or whether we can spend time by a pool somewhere. The rest that Jesus offers us is true peace, true rest. He says, actually, I'm not just going to give you like a a plaster over the problems that you have, but I'm going to be the one who satisfies like the deepest needs and desires of your hearts. And that is what he offers all of us. And the question is then, well, how do we get that rest? Like if that is true, if actually Jesus is the one who can offer us rest for our souls and, and be the rest to our restlessness, offer us true peace, like regardless of whatever we are going through, whether we're going through great times or difficult at the times, the question is, well, how can I get that? And actually, again, the answer is really simple in those verses. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And two incredible things that he says there. Number one, like, what criteria do you have to meet in order to be able to come to Jesus and receive rest for your soul? Well, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Like, the criteria for Jesus is not, come to me, all you who have got their act together, Come to me, all you who are doing great stuff out in the world and just changing the places where you are and being sensational in general in life. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Actually, the people that Jesus is after is the the down and outs and the outcasts and those who feel like, I do not think that I can keep going. I just feel absolutely at the end of myself. And the amazing news that you need to hear if you feel like that, you've got that, I just do not know if I can keep going is... That's the kind of person that Jesus is looking for to offer rest to. He says, if you're weary and burdened, come to me. And, and really simply, what do we then have to do? Do we just have to get our act together and you know, sort out all of our problems and then we can come to Jesus and receive rest for ourselves? Well, the answer is no. He just says, come to me. He just gives an open invitation to, to know him and to meet with him and to have friendship with him. In the verses, he says, he says, learn from me. He says, look, I can teach you the way to experience life in its fullness. And actually, it is found in me, in Jesus. And if you are interested, if you think, actually, yeah, that sounds like a, a crazy invitation. I'm not sure if I believe it just yet, but it's something I'd like to know more about. Then I've got two invitations for you as well. The first is to take a copy of this very short book. It's called, Is Christmas Unbelievable? Four Questions Everyone Should Ask About the World's Most Famous Story. It's by a woman called Rebecca McLaughlin. Um, And it just answers some of the common objections to the Christmas story. If you kind of listen to me talking about the Christmas story and you're a little bit like, it's slightly crazy because I think he actually thinks that it happened. And this would be a great book for you to take away. And we've got some free copies over by the info point. You're more than welcome to take one or take one for a friend as well. And take it home, have a flip through, have a read over the Christmas story. Even if you don't agree with it, I think you'll find it to be an enjoyable and and stimulating read. And the other thing that I want to invite you to is just to come and be with us. We are here in heaven 
Um, throughout the week and on a Sunday morning particularly, we meet at 10 a.m. every Sunday here at Warblington School um, from January. And it would just be great to have you with us. We get together and we um, sing songs and we worship God together and there's kids' work for zeros to up to year 11s. And it would just be great to have you with us. If you're thinking, actually, yeah, I do feel that weariness, that tiredness, and I would like to find out more about the rest and the true peace that Jesus offers, then you are more than welcome. We'd love to have you with us. What's going to happen is, in a moment, I'm going to hand over to Alice, who is going to share a poem with us that she has written. But first of all, I'd just like to pray for us. And so you might want to close your eyes or pray with me, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Father, I thank you that you have given us the greatest gift. You have given us the gift of your Son, the gift of yourself. We feel weary and burdened. We know that that line is true, that we are weary and we live in a weary world. And we are asking that over this Christmas time, you would help us to know the peace and the true rest that is found in you. Would you help us to come to you with our burdens, with our tiredness, and would we find rest for ourselves? Amen.